Thank you for joining the Capital Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is for you and that through these expressions of our community, you will find hope, healing, and belonging. To learn more, join us live every week online and visit our website at capitalchurch.co or send us an email at info at Amen. Amen. So, Keegan, my man, Keegan, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Uh, Keegan and Trin, uh, they were overseeing the CYA camp, and uh, Keegan gave a word, I think it was, uh, would have been Friday morning or something, and it was such a powerful word. So how about you kind of walk us through uh, what the Holy Spirit's speaking to you about this generation and some things that you just experienced up at camp? Yeah, and thank you, by the way. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go. Open the floodgates, huh? That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Um, we do believe that it is um, in this generation, I believe God is pouring out his wisdom on us. Um, and, and we would learn how to carry the presence of God and live in open heavens. <clears throat> so what, is that, what does that mean? Um, a few things. I mean, uh, I, just, I just have to look at the, at the, at the word. Who knows that um, God has a mission and the church is his vehicle? And so in Ephesians 3, I love Apostle Paul. He kind of, he kind of, um, he, he tells us this. And he also talks about his unique role that he plays in um, the good news story, in the gospel. Uh, and I love this because it's inclusive. And so it shows us that we also have a role to play in, um, in the good news story, in the gospel story. Ephesians 3, um, Paul talks about this, and he says um, that he receives a grace gift by revelation, and, that, <clears throat> and then he continues and he says that it is um, the church that will display the manifold wisdom um, to principalities and powers. So it is the church that will display the multifaceted wisdom of God to this generation. So I believe that that's what he's doing, is that he's giving this generation wisdom um, that they might stand out in a crooked world and shine. That's what it says. So um, I, I, I love this. Uh, there's a story in Exodus 31. Uh, and so I, I spoke about us being craftsmen is what I really uh, spoke to, to the young adults about. And Exodus 31, there's a story of Bezalel and um, it's, it's the first time that we see that the Holy Spirit is, that someone is filled with the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Yeah. This is amazing because Bezalel ultimately is a construction worker foreman. Yeah. So you see in Exodus that there's this team of construction workers and a foreman that get filled with the Holy Spirit yeah. and are given skill to do a specific task that the Lord has designated them to do. Yeah. So I believe that he's doing the same thing to us. Prerequisite, number one, that he would fill us with the Holy Spirit. And number two, that we would be skilled to carry out the task that he has assigned us to do. Whatever grace gift that that is on your life, that you would be skilled to do that exact thing. <clears throat> this is really fascinating because in Exodus, 
it says that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit and skilled. That word skilled literally means wisdom. And so I believe that he fills up with the Holy Spirit and he gives us wisdom. So this is what he's doing. And what is wisdom then? So wisdom in Proverbs 8, verse 30, it says that um, he's like uh, wisdom. Wisdom was there at the very beginning. Wisdom was there with, it says that wisdom was there with him and God delighted in wisdom. So wisdom was there not only um, at the beginning observing, but participating in the creation of the world. So wisdom can be defined as a few different things. One is a companion that is close to God. Wisdom can be defined as, I love this one, a child who joyfully plays in the creation. So it's to be childlike, to access the wisdom of God. Another one is um, probably most commonly used is to be an artisan. And so I love this when you liken it to someone that is a craftsman, that wisdom is his constant companion, assisting him in whatever he's doing. So wisdom was there at the beginning, assisting God in the creation of the, of the earth, of the world, the cosmos, everything. And so wisdom is also here to partner with us in the continued creation right now. Um, and so to access the wisdom of God, right, to diligently seek it is, I believe, our task and responsibility as young people, to diligently seek the wisdom of God. And I believe that through the wisdom of God that he would give us creative means of bringing about practical solutions to earthly problems. So he'll give us heavenly answers to earthly problems. Right? And so this is what we get as we begin to lean into the Holy Spirit and hear his voice. And there's creative means that, are, that we can access. So whether you are um, in the marketplace, whether you are an um, a artist, whether, the, whether you are a scientist, you can access the wisdom of God. And I believe that his desire for our generation is that he would give us wisdom and it would push us to the forefront of that particular field and that you would be able to shine bright and have influence in that field of favor. This is significant because it's not just for one person. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for spiritual leaders um, that you might deem as someone that could hear the voice of God. Right? So automatically, if you're sitting here and you go, I, I don't know if I can hear the voice of God. I don't know if I can access that type of wisdom. My pastor does that for me, etc." Well, in Exodus, let me remind you, this is a group of construction workers. It's a foreman that is accessing the wisdom of God and is first filled with the Holy Spirit. So what does this mean? It means that all in the in the Lord's work, all that are willing and able are welcome. In the Lord's work, all that are willing and, and able are welcome. So I believe that this is what he's doing. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Keegan. That is so good. Hey, and I, I love two things that you said, that there's not a problem that God does not have an answer to as profound. I love that. And then the second thing, you, you were just articulating and fleshing out Jesus for the people. 
Right. We believe everyone in here is a full-time minister. So whether you're a coach, whether uh, you're a janitor, a lawyer, uh, whatever your vocational responsibility is, uh, you know what I love? I love, as you were talking, I love that God used Boaz, a wealthy businessman, to transform the landscape of Israel. And so we believe that the call of God is not just for the professional, not just for the clergy. It is for everyone who is called by the name of Jesus. Jesus. That's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that, Keegan. Um, hey, so we, we got a, a testimony, a video testimony that we want to share with you. So go ahead and check this out. All right. Ready? All right. Uh, my name is Marion Garcia. Um, I am a youth leader as well as a CYA leader now. I barely joined the church in January, so I just want to give glory to God. He was the one who expedited this just complete transformation in my life. Um, I really wanted to share uh, a camp testimony that happened here in the youth camp. I, it's my first time as a leader, and we were doing these anointing prayers, and just the presence of the Holy Spirit being there was something like I've never felt before. I was praying over kids, and you can just see how the words that were being spoken over their lives were like really hitting them, and they started crying. And I, I've never experienced anything like that, that realness, that rawness of what God can do and how he can use my story, my testimony yeah. to help other students. So uh, Faith Heights, awesome place, capital and beautiful church, beautiful leaders here and beautiful kids. So I, I'm so happy to see what's, uh, what else is in store. Yeah. All right, ready? Come on, amen, amen. Keegan, thank you so much for sharing that. I just hope that parents, you're encouraged today as you get to hear from the people that are pouring into your kids, the, as Keegan talked about, the wisdom that God has imparted to them. You're gonna be really encouraged today. And I just have to comment on the rain because I just, I think as in the natural, so yes. in the spiritual. Yes. And you know, we've been praying for this service and, and one of our prayers, one of the songs that we kept, I think spontaneously coming up at camp was open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain. I do not think that's a coincidence, okay? I think the Holy Spirit, as these youth leaders begin to talk, the rain began to fall. And what we've been praying is that what God did up at camp would not stay at camp, but that you today would catch, that you would be imparted to as these leaders who we are so proud of. I mean, I wish you could have seen them at work up there, but the Holy Spirit was just filling these youth leaders in such an incredible way. And also the kids, like one of the things that really surprised us was how the kids began to minister to each other um, in such an incredible way. So Holy Spirit, we just say, come have your way can we just pause for just a second and say holy spirit come and we open the floodgates of heaven today and let it rain as in the natural so in the spiritual lord let it be imparted to us we are a church that welcomes the holy spirit you are welcome here and holy spirit you showed up in power up at faith heights so we welcome you to do the same today have your way in jesus name amen Amen. Speaking of fire, Linz, my fire girl, <laughs> I love you so much. You got a chance to speak up at high school camp. High school camp was off the charts. Can you share a little bit of what the Holy yeah. Spirit was doing? Uh, this weekend for me actually marks, I just looked it up, 26 years in this house. So I have been at camps since a young, young age. And I want to tell you, I have never seen a move of God like this. So authentic, so raw, and so real. And God has done a lot 
in our church, praise God, over the last 40 years. I have never seen a generation so hungry, so built for revival, so ready to move like how God moves and say what God says. And when you think about high school, and I was thinking about this when we were up at high school camp and we talked about it a little bit. In high school, you want to blend in. You know, you want to dress the same. You want to look the same. You don't want to stand out too much. Some of that even trickles into our adulthood. I mean, I remember in high school panicking. I didn't have the same jeans as everyone else. But what I saw in our high schoolers is that they are ready to stand out. It is, a, it is so prophetic that we decided to call these camps saints. That was the theme. It's more than just a green word on a t-shirt. We decided to call it because we really believe that these young adults, these high schoolers and junior hires are set apart for the holiness of God and the works of God. What is a saint? It is one who is called out and set apart for the works of God. And I have seen these young people coming to the altar, leading each other, getting filled with the Holy Spirit and coming boldly. Hebrews 4, 16 says, boldly approach the throne of grace for there you will receive mercy in the time of need. And I really, I believe this for us as a church. This is not just something that caps out at age 30. This is for you, church, that you would boldly approach as a saint, as a called out one, as a covenant community created to worship God and participate in his rulership and reign. You have been called out to boldly approach the throne of grace. Darlene Sheck in my favorite book in the world says this, let the throne, the path between you and the throne be one well-trodden. Let it be that you go to the throne room on a regular basis, not just here at church on Sunday, students, not just up at camp, but let you rely on the throne, which is characterized by grace because of the grace of God. Few, few people were able to enter the presence of God in the ancient world. We read about that, you know, the, the priests are sent in on behalf of the people, but we have been given all access as saints to participate in a royal priesthood. Our scripture that we've really, Pastor Rob has really prayed over Capital Youth for years now is 1 Peter 2.9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, God's special possession, called to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of what? Darkness and into what? Marvelous light. We have an opportunity, and I've seen it in, in these students and in these young adults and these junior hires. They're ready. They're not satisfied with darkness anymore. The world is dark. I believe that. I'm, I'm not going to deny reality. But the church, this is our finest hour to get brighter and brighter. And I saw your students. I saw the Holy Spirit filling them and empowering them. I saw them laying down things at the altar and coming boldly as is their right as a priest, as a priest, as a saint, to the throne room. And this is for you, and I felt this first service. This is not just for the young people. That You have not missed out, church. Parents, you have not missed out. This is your opportunity to boldly go into the world, to boldly proclaim the excellencies of God, to boldly show people who Jesus is and live out Jesus for the people and live wise and well in God's world. And I believe this for our students as much as I believe it for us as a church. For 40 years of this legacy. This is our finest hour, church, to boldly go, to boldly go. So I, I've been praying that all morning.
morning, Lord, I pray, even right now, Lord, I pray boldness over our church. Lord, I thank you. You've called us to shine brightly and to boldly come and boldly go. So we rely on the grace, Holy Spirit. We rely on the grace of God. We thank you for the work of the cross that even enabled us to come to your throne room. So I pray this over our church, over every generation, God, over the young and over the old, that we could go boldly to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on. Amen. I'm telling you that, gosh, Lindsay, I was so good. I wish, we, we all talked about this, but I wish you parents could have seen your kids, uh, how they were being, and can, thank you, Jesus. He is, we better catch it, parents. I don't know if you noticed this, but um, Pastor Ken exhorted, parents don't squelch. Right as he said that a light, I don't think that was supposed to be on, came on. So I'm just saying the Holy Spirit is, is talking to us this morning. So we, Holy Spirit, let us catch it today. But I wish you could have seen the boldness of your kids literally running, running to the altar. Being, not caring about what anybody would think about it. I, oh my gosh, it brought all of us to tears. These kids desired freedom. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And these kids, there was a freedom that came. Even in junior high, the last night of junior high camp, I have never experienced freedom freedom in a people group like that before. There, there was, they were free and they are free indeed. It was, and we kept exhorting this. This is not just a, a, a moment in time, but this is for the rest of your life. And we, you could tell they kept, I think even junior hires, I think it was Cyrus even kept, they, they asked to sing that song, Let a fire, set a fire that I can't contain and I can't control. And they would just spontaneously sing it. And all of us old people, we were like tired and ready to go. And they're like, no, one more time, one more time and it's just incredible revival will always begin with the young it will always begin with the young and so they're catching it amen amen so check out this testimony I think from high school camp hey guys my name is Steve I'm here at camp on the last day I just God's been moving throughout this camp the last four four or three days uh, we've seen lives change chains broken uh, people are uh, getting set free. Uh, I, just, I just thank you for our good God. Um, I've been praying for my prayer language for a long time, and I finally got it. So yes, praise the Lord for that. Um, so yeah, I've just, I just seen a lot of life change. I've I just seen a lot of uh, people using their gifts, which was good. And I just thank you that we all can just uh, be here. And just thank you for everyone that donated and helped. And see you guys. I love him so much. <laughs> okay, so we have Dre and Anisia, absolutely phenomenal. You guys basically oversaw junior high and high school camp. You guys went solid for like eight days with little Judah, your parents too. I just want to commend them. They, can we just give them a hand because they poured out so much. They did a phenomenal job. Chris and I were just blown away at the grace of God on their lives, the gifts of God on their lives. I'm like, what gift don't you have? It's amazing. They operate in the pastoral, the prophetic. I mean, it's just so, they were just, the communication, all of it. But I'm gonna let you guys both share and just kind of tell us what the Holy Spirit was doing up at junior high and high school. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
what didn't he do was the question, because there was a, a lot that happened. Um, and as we kind of talked about, the theme, the overarching theme between these camps um, was saints, right? We wanted to instill in them what it looks like to be a saint. And one of the things that I got to share at both camps um, and what I believe that God is doing in our young people, and I told them this, is that um, I cannot, but before I show you how to walk like a saint, I first have to show you how to think like a saint. Because how many of you guys know that our behaviors, everything that happens outwardly is really just a byproduct of our belief system. And I think that even some of the rebellion that we see from this generation has been from us trying to instill behavior modification opposed to aiming at their beliefs, aiming for heart transformation, and then from there seeing the fruit roll over. Um, and so we, we were able to kind of talk about, talk about the sound-minded saint. That was, that was the, the aim. And uh, we talked about Elijah. And in 1 Kings, just kind of catch you up to, to speed, um, but the, the people of Israel were, through a series of disobedient kings, were turning away from God. And they were turning to Baal, turning to a different God. And um, Elijah was sent as a prophet to turn the people of Israel, turn their hearts back to God. And um, they have like an ultimate showdown. Many of you guys know the story. Elijah on Mount Carmel. It's, it's, it's Elijah versus the prophets of Baal. It's, I said this first service, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Raiders because the Raiders are uh, very pagan. And, and uh, Steelers are God's team. And... and uh, <laughs> Turn the mic off. I'm just kidding. No, no. And so, and so there's this ultimate showdown. And as you guys know, Elijah wins. God wins. He responds by fire. Um, but afterward, and what I'm trying to get at is that after this amazing move or work of God, the wife of the king at that time, Jezebel, sends word to Elijah saying that they were going to kill him, right, to bring intimidation. And Elijah, who we would see as the copy and paste saint, right? He is the, uh, one of the standards of what a saint looks like. His response is very interesting to me because it says that he runs to a cave and he begins to pray to God that he would die, right? And I'm like, how does somebody that in one moment is seeing such a marvelous work of God and the next moment they're crying in a cave wishing to, wishing to die? Um, and I think it's because many of us will tend to listen to the loudest voice opposed to the truest voice. And the loudest voice in that moment for Elijah was the threat of, of Jezebel, right? And just because something is loud doesn't mean that it's true. And God began to draw Elijah out of the mouth of the cave, and he began to whisper to Elijah, right? He began to whisper to him truth. He began to whisper to him healing. And I think that this generation has a lot of voices, like many of us. There's a lot of voices. We got a voices of anxiety. We have voices of depression. We have voices, the pressures of what our parents have put on us, or maybe what society puts on us, or what, you know, society says our gender should look like, or, you know, whatever. We can go down the list, right? All these different voices. Um, and, and one of the things that we really wanted to um, emphasize was that um, as you think, so are you. That's what the Bible says. As a man thinketh, so is he. And so if we can identify, like, the voice that Elijah was believing, he began to adopt as his, own, as his own. Because when you listen to the enemy's lies for so often, you will begin to adopt it as your own voice. Elijah began to wish to die, right? And spoiler alert, Elijah never dies. That wasn't his destiny, right? Like, his destiny was not to die, but he believed the lie of the enemy that he adopted a desire that was not his. And I think our generation has been adopting desires that are not their own because they've been listening to voices that are not from God. And so um, we wanted to really emphasize that. I think half the battle is identifying like, hey, this is not my voice, 
right? Like, if, all, if only the enemy would show up like he does yeah. in movies where he's, like, dressed in red, pitchfork, you know? Right, if that was him, we'd just kind of yeah. flick him off the shoulder. Um, but oftentimes he shows up in, in, in disguise of our own voice. Yeah. And the one voice we will not fight is our own. Yeah. And so half the battle is identifying, like, hey, this is not the voice of God, and this is not my voice. This is the enemy deceiving me. And when I realize that, and this is the emphasis that we told them, God has given you all authority. All authority. So deal with the enemy. Deal with the enemy. Come on. Yes. That word alone, that word, I feel like we watch so many people get set free just realizing it's not me. I'm not. So many kids, I think, think that they're the problem. That's literally a trending song right now. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. That's, and that's what somebody's speaking over our generation. And we just sing along. It's me. I'm the problem. And I think for our students to realize, I'm not the problem. That's not my voice. It was just so powerful. I, you guys, we could fill the service with testimonies of what happened at camp. I'm looking around the room and I'm trying not to cry because I see so many students and I'm just picturing what happened at camp. It was so amazing. And as Lindsay said, we were, we had the theme of saints and it was so prophetic, so timely that, that word saints, I was thinking about it, praying about it before camp. And I was like, God, what do you want to speak to this generation? What do you want to speak to these kids? And in first service, I was telling them, okay, this is not my worship audition, guys. Okay, but that song, oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints come marching in. And I thought to myself, I was singing that in the car, and I was like, why am I singing this song? Did I learn this in school? Did I learn this in like history class? And I felt the Holy Spirit to tell me to look up the lyrics. And so I looked up the lyrics, and it says, oh, when the saints go marching in, how I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. And I was like, wow, Lord, that's it right there. That's what you want for your children. You want them to run the race well. You want them to be race finishers. In Hebrews 12, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And as we think about saints and running the race well, in order to run a a race well, you want to be weightless, right? They're like barely wearing anything when they're running. And so we were trying to help students identify what is your weight? What's, what are you carrying? That's not yours to carry. And I, and I want to speak that over you guys as well, because like they said, this isn't just for students. It's for everyone in the room. We all have weights and sin that so easily entangles us. Some of it's not sin. Some of it's just things that we weren't meant to carry. And God wants to deal with those things. And then it says for the path marked out for us. And something else that we talked about at camp is that when you're young, when you're in your youth, which we I'm sure can all resonate with, we want to get to the next step. Like when we're in middle school, we want to get to high school. When we're in high school, we want to get to college. And we're constantly thinking of the next place that we want to get to because we think that maturity is being able to do whatever I want. You know, like I want to be in college so I can just do whatever I want. And we think that's maturity. But what's crazy is that in the kingdom of heaven and in God's eyes, that's not maturity. Maturity knows that boundaries are a good thing. And so we were talking about that at camp. And I, you know, I have a little baby and I I sometimes watch him and I see him want to go up the stairs. And he's constantly, I want to go up the stairs and he's trying to get up there and I'll take him off. And he throws the biggest fit 
the biggest fit. Like, I'm keeping him from all the fun. And I was telling the kids, like, it's crazy because in Judah's eyes, he's like, Mom, I want to have fun. I want to go up the stairs. But I can foresee him tumbling down the stairs. And so as a parent, my heart is for him not to go up. And I take him off to keep him safe. And that's so, first of all, for students, that's your parents' heart for you. If you, and we talked about that, like our parents can sometimes foresee things that we don't see in our childlike mind. But that's also God's view. Boundaries are a good thing. And we should want boundaries in our maturity as we walk with the Lord. And I think it was just so beautiful having these students see the big picture. This world is so fading. And we didn't want to have a camp where students have this crazy encounter and then they fizzle out. We wanted fire that lasts. We wanted revival that's here to stay. Revival that goes on their school campuses into their homes. And I, I think they caught it, you guys. It, this fire was like nothing I've seen before. Like we were all saying, the Holy Spirit was doing something so wild and crazy in each and every life. Literally, we were looking at the students at one point in service and there was not one student in the back row. And we, were, we took a video of it because that's unheard of yeah. lately. Like there's always at least one or two students that don't want a part of anything that's going on. And they all wanted to yeah. taste and see. Yeah. And something I love, I think about Paul when I think about saints in the Bible. And Paul had an encounter with Jesus and he was never the same. Yeah. There was no going back to killing Christians after. He was just done and he was like, I've decided. And I really felt God say, I want a generation that's decided. And I feel like that was our students. Our students, literally, they stood up. Justice stood up. Where's Justice? See here? We, he had a moment where he stood up and he said, I've decided that I'm going to follow Jesus. And they just erupted. Like the kids are going crazy. One salvation after. He led the salvation call. One kid accepts Jesus and the crowd just goes crazy. And it was such a picture of heaven. But when I tell you that your kids caught fire and it's lasting fire, and they are seriously here to change. They're going to change the world. Like we say that sometimes, but like they're really going to change the world. And we're just so, so proud of them. And so I think with that, what we, what we were telling them is, you know, we can't teach you to be devoted. But we, what we can teach you and show you is that there is someone worth being devoted to. And so if you're in the room and maybe you've never experienced Christ we would just say, come and behold him because his presence is here. His presence was at camp and it's here in the room today. And I think it's just so powerful to see what God did and what he's still doing and will continue to do. Wow. Are you, are you encouraged that these people are pouring into your children? <laughs> come on. So encouraging. Um, Anissa, really quick, one thing you said at the first service that was so powerful was that we can't run the race without boundaries. And that struck me so hard. If you think, when you run a race, you have it marked out. Like, if you don't have boundaries, you're just running, <laughs> running somewhere. So I just love that picture. And parents, that's kind of our job to help implement those boundaries too and, and remind our kids, you know, uh, like, hey, get, get your Bible out. Re let's, we're going to read it for five minutes today. Or, you know, we're going to put on worship music. We're going to worship. That's how we can help cre the, create that fire to keep going in our kids. And it creates those boundaries to remind them you're running the race towards Jesus. Don't get sidetracked. Paul says, don't look to the left or to the right, but keep your gaze always before you. So I think that's so powerful. Boundaries are a good thing. We, there might be some things that you need to help your kids say, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to run this race. And I, even kids were getting up sharing that at camp. Like, you know, like I've been so, pa I've been more passionate about sports than Jesus. And that's changing now. Or, you know, they were like just laying things down at the altar. Like I realized I'm, I'm a 50, 50 Christian. Like I, I love God. I call myself a Christian, but I haven't been fully consecrated to him. And there was a level of devotion and consecration that these kids caught like they're like I'm all 
in. And so I just be encouraged, parents, and let's, let's as parents help continue to fan that flame in them. Amen? Amen. So let's check out. I think we have one last testimony from junior high camp with Olivia. Hi, I'm Olivia, and this is my first year at junior high camp. So I was really excited to come to this camp, and like, for a while, I haven't really had like a church home because I used to go to a church, but then we left it like in 2020, and I haven't really had a church home since like then. So I started going to Catholic because of the program, and then I heard about junior high camp, and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I heard, I hear all these crazy things like having at camp, like everyone gets saved, and like it's so cool. So I wanted to go. So I come here, and like the first day. I'm just like weeping, like on my knees, and I never do that. Like I never do that, and I feel like just the Holy Spirit was like filling me, and that's why I was weeping because I was just so filled with it, and like I can't even explain like everything that happened, but it was just like everyone was being like touched, and um, the second night I really just like sat and I just like cried for so long, and um, I was just like filled with the Holy Spirit. I was just worshiping, and it was like. I loved all the messages. They were so good. But I haven't, I feel like I haven't really been filled with the Holy Spirit like that ever before. And um, I haven't like really like had a connection with Jesus like that in a really long time. Or I think maybe even ever. But I, and then the third night, which was last night, we um, came to the night session and um, the, we just went to worship and then like, Everyone was just praying. We were, like, declaring things over people. Like, there were so many people who, like, have struggled with things. I've struggled with things. Like, so many just different, like, needs for healing and, like, for that God has a call and a purpose for each and every one of our lives. And um, I just was, like, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I was sobbing for a really long time. And then, like, I don't even remember how it happened, but everyone was just, like, all the girls were, like, sitting in this circle, and we were just praying over each other and, like, declaring things over each other. And it was just, like, so powerful. And I think I was filled with the Holy Spirit because I've never, like, declared things like that ever before. And, like, I just felt this authority, like Dre was talking about, our authority over people and, like, how we have the same authority as, like, God can, because how we ask God for things, but, like, we have authority over the same way that God does. So I was just like declaring things and like praying and it was just really good. And like, I believe that so many people were healed like these past couple nights, including me, but especially last night. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit like set a fire in all of us and we were just worshiping and like we were just on fire for the Lord last night. And it was, it was so good. Like I can't even say everything that happened because it would be too much to explain. But yeah, I just feel like I'm going to be forever changed and like I have a new fire in me for the Lord. And I'm definitely coming back next year. So, yeah, that's my testimony. I love Olivia so much. Hey, if you served at camp in any capacity, if you were a leader up there, if you if you cooked in the kitchen, can you just stand so we can honor you today if you served at any if you were up at any one of our three camps? Come on, church. Amazing. It really takes a village. Amen. Um, it was such an incredible camp. We had so many amazing volunteers and leader camps, amazing volunteers and leaders. So we're so grateful for all of you. But what we want to do right now is we thought it'd be really cool to invite, we're going to call up all of our youth. So if you went to camp or if you didn't, that's okay. We want all of our young people, if you could stand up. 
And then we're gonna invite you to come up to the front, junior high, high school, or young adult age. Come on up here. We're gonna fill, if, you, if some leaders could help them kind of fill up the front. We're gonna have our youth leaders pray over them that what God did at camp would not stay at camp. We're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to seal the work that he did and that the, the fire that was put deposited inside of these kids, it would not be able to be contained or controlled. It would be like Paul said, fire shut up in our bones, amen? So as they continue to come, we're gonna, you can go ahead and we can do some worship too, but before we get to baptisms, which we're gonna do, so if you wanna be baptized, you can also in a, just a little bit, make your way over here, but we're gonna ask, I'm gonna have, who wants to pray? Anicia, okay, we're, you're gonna pray. We're gonna pray for all of you. So can you guys put your hands out just to receive? Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just thank you, God, that you're in the room. God, just as you were at camp, you are here in this room and you have your fire for these students, God, for their families, for the world, Jesus. I thank you, God, for what you did in the lives of each and every single student and in the power of your presence, God. I thank you, God, that it wasn't just a camp experience, God. This is for a lifetime, a lifetime of peace, a lifetime of joy, a lifetime of freedom, Lord Jesus. We bind every single one of them to your perfect will, Lord Jesus. We pray a hedge of protection over them, God. We say that from this day forward, they will have testimonies of purity, God, testimonies of walking with you all the days of their life, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, God, that they know that when they stumble, when they fall, they come to you, God. They don't allow the voice of the enemy to convince them that they're a problem, Lord Jesus. They're solutions. Each and every one of them are solutions in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that you had them at camp for a reason, God. You spoke words over them that they will remember for a lifetime, God. Would they look for your whisper, God? Would they look for your wisdom, Lord Jesus? Would they worship you in spirit and in truth? I thank you for a generation that that's hungry for the fire of the Holy Spirit, that is bored with the things of the world, God, that is bored with the kingdom of darkness, God. They hunger and thirst for you. As the deer pants for the water, God, I pray so their souls will thirst for you, Lord Jesus. I ask, God, would you continue to fill them, God, so that they can change their households. God, I thank you that these students are gonna lead their families to Christ, God. These students are gonna champion their friends and lead their friends to you, God. They're gonna change their school campuses. And as they go off to college, God, it's just gonna continue, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, this fire that you've placed inside of them, these embers, God, what I, I pray, would you fan the flame, Lord Jesus? We ask right now, God, for wildfire. I just feel a wildfire generation, God, wildfire of your spirit. In Jesus' name, I thank you, God, that you know them by name. You love them. You love them and you've chosen them, God. You have a plan over their lives. And so we bind them to your perfect will. We thank you for each and every one of them. And we just cover them in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen, Hallelujah. amen. Come on. Now what we're gonna have you guys do is you guys are gonna turn around, students, young people, and face your parents. And we're gonna pray, we're gonna have some of um, Cyrus and Ethan. We're gonna pray that what God did in them at camp, we as a church would catch it, amen? So I'm gonna have them begin to pray, go for it. Just one thing before we start though. I just wanna say there was one thing that God really like excluded and took out of camp and that was judgment. So whenever we were up front and worshiping, it didn't matter who you were or what you were doing. We all were just worshiping the Lord in the way that we were like supposed to worship and we didn't care. So I just wanna say that. I felt like that was really cool to see like everyone just losing their minds, worshiping Jesus and wanting to get more of him. So Father, I thank you right now, Lord. 
I thank you just for the removal of judgment, Lord, just to, just to come into your word, Lord, and want that fire placed in our hearts, Lord. Thank you so much for everyone in this room, too. Lord, that lives were changed up at camp, that we're not called into darkness, but called into your marvelous light, Lord. So I just pray so much, and I just thank you for all the movement that you've done in my heart, especially in just all these people. I pray for the parents, Lord. I pray that they just can receive the goodness and see the change in their kids' lives. Lord, that they can just be changed too, that we can also change our parents, Lord. That we can just go out and just, just uh, see the goodness, Lord. That, they can, that our parents, Lord, can just push us, Lord, to get more of you, share their knowledge, Lord, and just push us more to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, well, um, Lord, we just thank you so much. And Lord, we come here in thankfulness, Lord, that um, you just moved um, at camp, Lord. And Lord, I pray that, um, or we know that you can move here too, just not, not just at camp, but we can have that same fire here and really anywhere, Lord. And we just thank you for that, Lord. And um, I just thank you so much for all my friends and all the leaders, Lord. And um, I just pray that we can all keep that fire still, and I pray that you will just um, bless our day today, and I pray for no injuries. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Come on, amen, amen. Hey, one of the things we want to do right now is obviously God moved in, right, students? God moved at camp, right, powerfully. And we believe that it's not just to, we're not just to stay on the mountaintop, right? There's things that we gain at the mountaintop that we bring to the valley. And, um, but one of the things we want to um, transition into is even for the parents or even just students too, is we want to open up an opportunity for salvation, right? Um, Keegan said at first service, but today's the day for salvation, right? Like if we feel that tug, that's not something we put off to tomorrow. Tomorrow's never guaranteed. But today, in this moment, we do have this moment. And um, I just want, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to just present an opportunity to you. Many of you have been have kids here um, that, you know, your kids went to camp and you've seen what God has done in them. Many of you, you know, you don't, but you're hearing and you're seeing God's hand and how he's working. And I just believe that for some of you, you've been seeing and hearing the testimonies. And even in your own life, you've been kind of connecting the puzzle pieces and seeing God's God's hand in your life. Some of you are in here, and I, I'm just going to kind of go off on a whim, but some of you are in here, and you've been kind of running. You've been seeing God's hand. He's been speaking to you, but for the longest time, you've been just trying to put it off, like, ah, maybe one day I'll do it. Maybe one day I'll do it, but today's, it's not today. It's not today. I'm here to tell you, today is the day. Right now is your moment, and with every head bowed and eyes closed, if that's you, and you're like, you know what? I just, I need to give my heart to the Lord. I need to get right with God. I need to, I was going one way. It wasn't working. I need to go God's way, because His way works. If that's you, can you just shoot your hand up? You're gonna dedicating your life to the Lord today. Come on, if that's you, can you just throw up a hand? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, awesome, yes, yes, okay. Perfect, come on, I'm gonna wait too. We, we, there's a couple hands, but if there's anybody else, I'm gonna wait for you. Come on, you're worth the wait. If you're feeling in your heart like this, I need to, I need to get right with the Lord. Can you just lift a hand? Can you just lift a hand? Come on, awesome. Let's pray this together with those that raise their hands. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your grace that saves me. Lord, from this day forward, I'm giving you my life. I was going one direction, but I'm turning to you now. I pray that you would meet me here in this moment 
and that my life would forever be changed. Use me, my gifts, my talents, so that I can also reach those that are lost. Say from this day forward, I'm all yours. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, can we give it up? For those that said that amen, prayer. Amen, amen. We're gonna um, we're gonna go into worship and baptism. So if you are here, if you are wanting to be baptized today, and especially if you prayed that prayer today for the first time, the Bible says to be saved and be baptized. It's a public declaration of the decision that you just made. We want to encourage you to just make your way over here. We love baptisms here at Capital Church. We get excited and we are going to celebrate with you as we go into worship. But really quick before we do that, Pastor Rob, you just got here. <laughs> If you don't know, um, he's absolutely incredible. He just came on a plane. Pastor Rob, I just want you to share whatever's on your heart. Man, I just got back from a week um, with my family. Uh, it was opposite of this moment, but still it was um, heaven sent because my grandmother was 97 years old and passed away. Um, and then on the opposite side, my other granny was 90 years old and celebrated her birthday. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, watching, um, I'm watching young Ethan Grove pray over other junior hires. Now I'm thinking about Shane Grove. And then I see Shane Grove and Kirsten Grove um, baptizing students and parents about Faith Heights. I remember I was, I was sharing this message at my grandma's funeral and it comes from Psalm 71 and it's all about legacy because David is talking about this prayer um, for the elders, prayer for people who are, who are old and aged. And I wanted this, um, for not for you students, but, but for your parents those who are in this room to understand that, that, that your, your young kids are saints, but they're standing on the shoulders of giants. And I felt this coming in on the way here. I was listening to the service during, um, on the airplane. Thank God for Wi-Fi on an airplane, right? Pretty crazy technology. But I was thinking about this, man. There's parents in this room who now feel like they are giants, worthy to have their students stand on their shoulders. But let me just encourage you that God can change you in a moment. God can change the, uh, the, um, the direction of your family at a camp. And your sons and daughters can come back home and they can see themselves the way God sees them. And then in a moment, you can see yourself the way God sees you. I don't care if it was divorce. I don't care if it's bad uh, uh, decisions financially. I don't care if there's addictions in your home. God can transform and change things in a moment. See, and, and David, come on, David says this. David says this in Psalm 71, God, you have taught me from my youth and I still proclaim your wondrous works. Even while I'm old and great, God, you did not abandon me. Do not abandon me while I proclaim your power to another generation, your strength to all who are to come. Your righteousness reaches the heights, God. You who have done great things. God, who is like you? Who is like our God? So let me encourage you one more time. So I, I think there's, there, there's parents here in this room who are gonna hop in this, in this water. If you're, if, even, even your kid isn't even here and you're just in this room, you can't, maybe it's, it's your first time here and you feel the, the desire to proclaim Jesus as your Lord and Savior, not just in front of your friends and your family, but also your sons and your daughters. In a moment, you can become who God has called you to become. It says, he creates in me a new heart. In a moment of declaration, you are brand new in Christ Jesus.
you for joining us today. If you'd like to give towards this ministry, learn more about our church and events, or are in need of prayer, please visit capitalchurch.co.